0: Hello and welcome to the 5x Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carl, and today we're going to continue our book, Peak Performance Selling. This is Chapter 9, Staying in Your Peak Performance Range and How to Beat Call Reluctance. Brian considers himself successful. He is image conscious and knows how to act appropriately. Prospects like to deal with people who have style and class. Brian wants to be nothing short of the very best salesperson around. His self-image affects his behavior. He doesn't prospect much, but because he feels it is beneath him. To avoid his fear of embarrassment and possible loss of self-perceived status, he dedicates much of his time to industry organizations and professional groups. He rationalizes that networking is better than prospecting. He would rather rel- rely on word of mouth to get new clients. Unfortunately, relying on others to refer prospects to him has never paid off. Brian figures it's at least better than exposure to prospects who don't know him. And now let's talk about identifying call reluctance. These people's self-sabotaging fears have resulted in call reluctance. Do you identify with any of them? If you realize your productivity is low or that you are prospecting at low levels, you could have call reluctance. You have goals and the motivation to achieve these goals, but you find it emotionally difficult to get yourself to prospect and thereby to achieve those goals. Most managers recognize that call reluctance is the main reason new salespeople fail, but few comprehend the impact it can have on more experienced producers, causing them to become complacent about prospecting calls. Well, now let's talk about types of call reluctance. The first step in dealing with cold reluctance is to recognize what it is and how it is affecting you. While there are numerous character types who experience cold reluctance, four stand out as the most common. Analyzing reluctant, image conscious, position accepting, fearful of intrusion. And now let's go one by one and break them down. So, the analyzing reluctance. What does it mean? Analytical reluctance occurs in salespeople who are overly concerned about being swept away by their emotions. Afraid to show their true feelings, they preoccupy themselves with highly technical matters. Analytical keeps their feelings in the deep freeze. They are afraid to reveal themselves because they suffer from the fear of rejection. They overanalyze and underreact, appearing reserved and self-restrained in interpersonal conversations. When they give sales presentations, they tend to stress information while neglecting emotions. They sometimes even seem cynical about the value of interpersonal relations and people skills. Now let's move on and talk about the image conscious type of call call reluctance. The image conscious type of call reluctance is prevalent in salespeople who try to overcome self-confidence and self-esteem insecurities by making a show of the trapping of success. These people commonly suffer from the fear of failure and often fear of success as well. They invest heavily in the appearance of wealth and achievement. Ostentatious in their displays of success, this type maintains a constant vigilance against any threat to their Advertise respect and net worth in an effort to impress others. They often work on showy, if not difficult, cases. Lacking qualifications or experience, they nevertheless spend time working on big endeavors with a low probability of success, believing these unfrequent hot deals are compatible with their perceived professional image. Sales, in general, is beneath them and is, and is seen as just plain undignified. Well, now let's move on to the position acceptance type of call reluctance. So, the position acceptance type of call reluctance occurs when salespeople suffer from fear of embarrassment. They're embarrassed or apologetic in their role as salesperson. They often suppress their sense of dedication and zeal because they don't believe their job or position is professionally impressive. This sense they are a disappointment to some significant person in their lives. Position acceptance types may suffer from periods of job-related depression. While pretending to be committed, they never fully believe the job will become a career. They may not believe that sales, or at least the type of sales they do, is valid or worthwhile. Now let's move on to the fear of intrusion type. Fear of intrusion types don't want to be considered pushy or too aggressive. They frequently suffer from fear of embarrassment. Fear of intrusion types are unwilling to be assertive in prospecting for new business. They frequently lose control of the conversation or appointment, demonstrating an unwillingness to keep the prospect focused on the purpose of their call. That is, when they do actually prospect, they are overly concerned about the needs and desires of other people. A fear of intrusion type may postpone making a prospecting call because he or she is waiting for the right time to call or for an assurance that the prospect really wants to talk with him or her. Unfortunately, the salesperson is rarely able to find the right time, right person and right place. Fear of intrusion types might make a call On a qualified referral, but are very reluctant to call on prospects. These people frequently accept a prospect's objections too quickly and have trouble closing a sale. They may view highly aggressive salespeople as unprofessional. While they are warm and sociable, they often let the needs of others take precedence over their own objectives. Well, we've talked about the four types of call reluctance and now let's talk about how to deal with it. So dealing with call reluctance, Albert Ellis, PhD, a leader in rational emotive therapy, has an interesting way of dealing with phobics. He believes that we engage in a series of irrational thoughts to support a fear. Whether it is fear of heights, a fear of asking a prospect to buy a product or service, or any of the four self-sabotaging fears that limit our productivity. These irrational mental processes reinforce our own negative self-image. Now, let's talk about four easy steps to getting rid of co-reluctance to getting rid of call reluctance. Uh, Use these four steps the next time you have a bout of call reluctance. So you need to observe, pattern interrupt, substitute and then reward. So what do we mean by observe? First observe yourself experiencing call reluctance. Pay careful attention to what you are going through. Chances are you have let yourself your self-sabotaging irrational thoughts drag you per- drag your personal esteem through the mud try detaching yourself from your thoughts and behavior be an observer instead of a participant now let's talk about pattern interrupt the second step is to interrupt the destructive behavior pattern when we recognize when the irrational thought Patterns of cold reluctance are setting in. We can interrupt ourselves. The rational thoughts seem to feed on, on themselves in a compounding way, like a snowball increasing in size, rolling down a snowy hill. The next time you observe that cold reluctance patterns have surfaced, immediately do something physical. Stand up and walk around your office. Say out loud what you're thinking. One of the best ways to interrupt the pattern is to cause quick physical discomfort. Wear a rubber band around your wrist and when you become self-sabotaging, snap the band. The stick will break the cycle. Uh, And then you need to substitute. So the third immediately substitute a positive experience to replace a negative one. If you have been selling for even a few weeks, you have probably made a successful phone call. Recall how easy that call was and how good you felt during the during and after the conversation. Get a three to five file card to write down the name and record every detail of how you felt during and after the call and finally reward after every call give yourself an immediate reward whether you were able to speak to your prospect or not reward yourself a reward can be anything from a sip of coffee to calling your spouse or even putting a breast mint into your mouth the reward reinforces the call and increases the likelihood that you will make another one. A financial planner with the fear of intrusion recently used this four-step technique. He realized that he felt almost apologetic for even making a phone call. His heart palpitated and sweat beaded on his forehead before his calls. Then he observed his own phobic reaction interrupted himself with a rubber band snap, st- substituted it with a memory of a successful call, and drank a cup of coffee as a reward after he made the call. Not only did his level of anxiety decrease, but he finally was able to increase his revenues on the telephone and also to call past referrals for appointments he had put off for months. If you're a good on the phone, you'll be light years ahead of your competition. Your productivity will increase when you can learn to recognize how the four self-sabotaging fears can cause call reluctance. And you can identify the type of call reluctance you have. Then you can do something about it. When you do, business will simply flow to you. So, this is the end of this chapter. I hope it was insightful. And if you have some type of co reluctance, just identify it and then follow the steps that we mentioned uh, in this episode. And hopefully, you will break the cycle and the business will simply flow to you. So, thank you very much. This was 5x Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carl. See you next time. Bye.